Hello, America. What a day. What a day. Uh, Things are going crazy. They're voting on impeaching the president today for the second time in the House. He's got, what, eight days left? Um, They will absolutely impeach him in the House. Uh, Mitch McConnell says he'd vote to to root him out. Uh, This is a message to all those who are thinking about, well, I might run for president. They will destroy you, destroy your family. They will do everything right out in the open, and you can't do anything about it. It's a disgrace. What, what's been going on in this country Wednesday, last week, from the right, and what's happening from the left, it's an absolute disgrace. Let me go to John in Illinois, uh, who's been holding for a while. Hello, John. Hello. Uh, so I uh, called because I, I, a lot of a lot of us feel uh, that you know uh, we've been painted into a quarter. It feels like we only really have two choices: that one, uh, we're peaceful, and we let our country be taken. Or two, uh, we violently oppose, probably lose, uh, but at least we tried. Uh, but really, uh, uh, what we need to do is. Uh, come up with a new solution that they're not expecting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we have all of the doers and the inventors and the business owners and millions of others on our side. Uh, and I'm a business owner and I have several ideas that I'd like uh, to tell you off the air, but basically all of them require an organizer mm-hmm. and a guy with a microphone. So well. <laughs> uh, that, that leaves a lot of us out, uh, and that's kind of, you know, we're... we're well, I tell you what, why don't you, why don't I put you on hold, and you can talk to one of my producers, and they'll put you in touch with uh, somebody else on my team, and you can share those ideas. I'm always open to other ideas, but this is going to fall to all of us, not just some leader. I have also something for people who are angry. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Do you notice what he just said there? I feel like we only have two choices. Stu, Cass Sunstein, what, what is he known for? Uh, choice structure? Is that what, what is choice structure? <laughs> well, I mean, it's if you want to get someone to pick the thing that, uh, that you want them to do, if you structure the choices in a way that... Um, they really feel like that's the... That's the only way I can go. Way I can go. It's, it's very helpful. Mm. It's very helpful. Yeah. Behavioral economics. So I wonder action. why we all feel like there's no choices but violence. It's what they want. I'll give you the other path in 60 seconds. Uh, oh, golly. Can I talk to you here a little bit about realestateagentsitrust.com? If you're looking to sell your house, I mean, you need a great real estate agent. You need someone who's going to be able to step in and actually do the job, especially in times like this. You know, you have an economy that's obviously uh, highly questionable. A lot of people lost their job or moving around the country. If you're going to a new area uh, and, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to choose a real estate agent that's got their face on a bench. Is that how you're going to pick your real estate agent? Um, if you want to get the best price uh, for a home when you're buying or the best price for your home when you're selling, you need realestateagentsitrust.com. These are people who know their local communities, that know who the best person is to come in and fix something, uh, that know how to present your house in the best way possible. Uh, these are the best in the business. Uh, so go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, make sure you go there, check it out. And when you're buying or selling your home, you need to make sure you're not just you know, taking up your friend of a friend or a relative or somebody you saw at Starbucks one day. You need uh, you need to go with realestateagentsitrust.com. Have a real estate agent that is screened. Real estate agents I trust.
Podcast.com. I want to talk to you about something that probably didn't make a lot of sense a long time ago. In fact, I can't tell you how many program directors, how many stations, uh, you know, threatened to cancel, how, how many calls I got from the average listener saying, what the hell are you even talking about? When I talked about the leadership of Martin Luther King. And I have done everything I can, uh, as much as I possibly can, to teach you about Martin Luther King and nonviolent protests. And I don't think there's anybody in the media who has talked about nonviolence longer and more in depth on commercial airwaves than me. Could be wrong, but I bet you almost in American history that might even be that it might even stand up to be true. Preachers, certainly. But commercial airwaves, I don't think anybody has. Now I think many are, try, are beginning to understand why I tried to lay that found, foundation. I have told you since September 11th, I have this feeling that you are going to be the group of people that will, in the end, save the republic. I've always believed that. I don't know how it is saved it might just be preserved in our hearts and in sections i don't know but i believe it now i never wanted us to get to this i mean everything i've done is to prevent us from getting here but everybody is so politically tied to their side that no one will let their shields down and actually listen to one another and we're at that desperate point now you are equipped to save the republic because you at least hopefully have a fundamental understanding of the constitution the bill of rights and you understand at least a basic understanding of american history more importantly what makes this audience so phenomenal is that it is the most generous and service-minded audience of any show in America and perhaps the world. That's part of what continues to be so frustrating about the Capitol invasion last week. Because you're being maligned. You. I know who you are. This is the most peaceful, generous, loving, God-fearing, authentic patriotic audience in america and you are frustrated and you are tired of being hit in the face and called bigot and everything else no matter what you do i know i know <laughs> i've been called an anti-semite just in the last 24 hours by everybody unjustly i get it you are now being tainted by the actions of complete imbeciles who do not represent you and i it's not fair but that's the hand that we're being dealt and god's in charge he is not surprised we know the left's current tactics fail in the long run silencing canceling taking away rights these are the hallmarks of regime after regime after marxist regime on the ash heaps of history now china is still there 
because they have taken the so-called free market, which is not free. They took the capitalist system and they combined it with their Marxist utopia. And I don't know what's going to happen to the people over there, especially seeing that our high tech has joined them to weed out the dissidents. It's not inevitable that we join them. And it is going to require us to take a stand. Just not in the way that most people, especially if they're angry, think is most effective. Look at the ratings of BLM. 78% of Americans at the beginning of the summer thought that they were swell. That number is in the low 20s now. Why? Because violence doesn't work. I don't know if you saw the Fellowship of the Ring, but do you remember if you did when Frodo says, I, 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 I don't want to do this. He's, he's, he's lamenting having to face down the evil and he's just one guy. I'll never forget because it was right after 9-11 that that movie came out. I'll never forget Gandalf's reply. Gandalf said, so do we all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what we're going to do with the time that is given us. We can't decide what others are going to do. We can't control the dangerous Orwellian darkness that seems to be descending on America. All we can control read man's search for meaning is our response and strive to lead by example and by the way if you know anyone in your sphere of influence who might be planning to attend one of these armed rallies in the coming days beg them not to go do everything you can to stop them that is not the way to take a stand it does not protect anything that you hold dear it will endanger the republic it is what the other side wants. darkness watch star wars yes give in embrace your hatred don't do it but glenn how do we take a stand First thing I need you to do today, help lower the temperature. Next week and beyond. It has been so hard for me not to respond to people on Twitter today um, who have called me every name under the sun because I quoted the leading Holocaust historian last night on Tucker Carlson. But see, that wasn't an attack on me. That was an attack on Tucker. If you can scare the guests from coming on to Tucker, you destroy Tucker. That's what they're doing. That wasn't an attack on me. That was an attack on him. Do not vent your anger on social media. At this point, it is probably just going to get your account shut down. I want you to write this down. I want you to keep this in front of you. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. That means something today. Much more than it did six months ago. Blessed be the peacemakers. Be a peacemaker. You have to stay plugged in. And this is the hard part. You can't disconnect because things are moving too rapidly. 
You must stay plugged in. But I want you to reach out to someone in kindness on social media. Encourage someone. Do not engage with the darkness. Be the light in the corner of your world instead. You need to be a leader for what is to come. And I know I'm asking you almost the impossible. I know you are angry and frustrated, and it is gut-wrenching to feel like you're powerless to stop your nation from what you believe is sliding into the abyss. And I believe it, too, with everything in me. I wish I was wrong. I hope that I am. I pray that I am. But know this. You are not powerless. You are not voiceless. You may be the voice, the only voice that anyone hears. Voices like mine will go away. I am. I am trying to think of how I can what I need to share with you. Before and God forbid, if that ever happens, because I cannot live with myself if I was talking about something stupid politically. And I find my voice silenced and then saying, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have told them this. You wield more power than you know, not because of your vote or being able to call your congressman. You're more powerful than you know. Because you understand the real problem in America. The real problem in America is not political. It is spiritual. And until we are humbled, when you get angry and you're like, I'm going to take this into my own, you are not being humble. You think you'll fix it. Everything is happening to us because we are an arrogant, out-of-control people. We must humble ourselves. Please. You have the skill and the strength to endure the fiery darts that are going to come your way or already are. But this is a problem with our heart. You cannot reach someone's head without capturing their heart. And no one is going to capture anybody's heart through violence. Start in your own home and then reach out. And if you're able, serve your neighbor. If you can, serve your local community. You must be a beacon of light in a very dark place. Boy, I'm going to ask you to do something you're really not going to like. And that's how I always know when things are from God was when I hear something or I think something and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't want to do that. And you just know it's right. You just know. No, you know, it's what God wants. And you're hoping that you're like, I didn't hear that. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice you noticed that. And it's so <laughs> horrible because it's the last thing you want to do. But God is unlike many of our churches and preachers. He doesn't tell us what we want to hear. He doesn't have to pay for the church or get collection or be judged by how many people go. He'll say the same thing and he'll lose whole flocks and they'll eventually start to go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where's the shepherd again? He's not like our preachers. He'll tell you what you have to do. 
And he'll tell you, especially if it's the last thing you want to do. I'll talk to you about it in 60 seconds. <sighs> Let me tell you about Goldline. What is your backup plan? I know that sounds like a, you know, kind of a, a vague uh, question, uh, but that's what kind of makes it s- scary because we all have to have a backup plan. There are tons of things that could go very, very wrong in the coming months, and there's a bunch of things that could go wrong with the economy alone. The banking sector, the, the, the whole low, 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 low interest rates are going to go away just because taxes are going to go up on the banks and the banks are going to take it out on you. They're going to do what every business does. I've got more expenses, so I'm just going to pass it on to the customer. We're printing money and wait until you see how much we print in the future. Goldline, please, please. It is where everyone goes when the world has gone insane. It goes back to a reset and it always was reset with gold. Please call Goldline now. Get physical gold. Ask them about their specials right now of five free uh, half ounce pure bullion silver coins. When you buy a box of 20 of them, the $5 Liberties, which is what I buy, call them now. They're waiting for you at 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm just thinking about how many preacher friends I have from all different faiths. And I love going to, I love going to synagogues. I, I love going to Baptist churches. I, I just love seeing the way people connect with God. And I said to a preacher right before he let me on behind the pulpit of, of his church, I said to him, you know what I think this is? And he said, what? I said, you guys know that I'm a Mormon, which is the last person that most Christian pastors would say, hey, I want you to listen to this guy. I said, but you know that Mormons, nobody wants to become a Mormon. I mean, it's like the I mean, it's like, hey, you want to do something fun? Join the Mormon church is never on that list. And I said, I think you guys just know that your crowd will just go. Oh, yeah. Well, he makes a lot of sense. Of course, he's a Mormon and we ain't following him there. So they put their guard down. They're just like, you can talk all you want because nobody's going to follow you there. And I like that. I like that because I think that our connection with God must be personal. And the reason why I was thinking about that story is because I'm not a preacher. I'm just a guy like you, a dad who is struggling mightily with his own children and his own family. I have the same problems that you have. I am lucky enough to not have the worries of my job like you have, but I still have the worries of my job. But I have to tell you now some things that I want you to do, and they're not new, but I need you to hear me. I am asking you, if you want to stand for the Republic, 
Next week is inauguration week. I need you first to pray. Pray like you've never prayed before. Pray for humility. Pray for guidance. Pray for peace. Pray for those people who you think you hate. Because you don't. Because hatred does not come from any good place. Then I want you to go out and serve someone in any way possible. On Inauguration Day especially, get your family and your children involved. Volunteer somewhere. Take someone a meal. Do something to lift the spirits of hospital workers or your local police department. Help a stranger. Mow a lawn. Fix someone's car. Pick up trash on the side of the highway. Do what you can do. But the most important thing is to do it with a sincere heart. And if someone asks you, why are you doing this? Just say, because I love my country. Rise above the fray in service, in love, with malice toward none, and charity for all. We must change hearts to save this the Republic. The Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> Let me tell you about LifeLock. Cyber criminals are real. They're out there, and uh, they like nothing better than to find ways to take advantage of you. It's time to take every measure that you can to protect yourself from them. It's important to understand how dangerous cybercrime is and identity theft and how frequent it is and how it will totally destroy your life. We're on the Internet all the time. It's kids at school. It's all the time now. And nobody can prevent all identity theft or keep you protected at all times. But LifeLock is the one thing that you can do that will really be the big barrier to any bad guys that are coming your way. You can save up to 25% off your first year now at lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, B-E-C-K. It's lifelock.com. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. For 25% off now, it's lifelock.com. More in just a minute. And you can head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to share with you um, the lyrics of one of my favorite songs, and it's by Nora Jones. And I don't know if anybody's ever really heard it, but I love it. It's called The American Anthem. And the lyrics are just so perfect. Things are starting to become more and more clear if you have the eyes and the ears and the countenance to hear it. But listen to this. We've all been given by those who came before the dream of a nation where freedom could endure. The works and prayers of centuries have brought us to this day. What shall be our legacy? What will our children say? Each generation from the plains to the distant shores. Each generation from the plains to distant shore with the gifts that they were given were determined to leave more. Battles fought together, 
acts of conscience fought alone. These are the seeds from which America has grown. For those who think they have nothing to share, whose fear in their hearts is that there is no hero there. Know that each quiet act of dignity is that which fortifies the soul of a nation that never dies. What will be our legacy? What will our children say? Let them say of me, I was one who believed in sharing the blessings I received. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you. It's never popular to stand up for peace because the only time you actually have to stand up for peace, it's like standing up for free speech. It's really easy to be a free speech. I'm a free speech, uh, you know, uh, 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 absolutist. Are you? So when somebody says something that you absolutely abhor, you say, I stand by their right to say that. If you don't, you need to change that. You need to be that person because the only time that standing up for free speech means anything is when somebody is saying something that you hold dear or that you love and they're saying something that is deeply offensive to you. The rest of it is easy. I'm a Christian. Well, except for all the don't sin here, here and here parts. That's not a Christian. You're not an American. You don't believe in the Bill of Rights if you don't stand up for the Bill of Rights. When it doesn't benefit you, in fact, it may hurt you. I tell you, I, I've, I've, I've studied revolutions. I've studied the movements of people to try to stop those revolutions or to defang the violence. Sometimes they win, sometimes they fail. They always fail. They always fail. And Bonhoeffer is the greatest example of it. If the hearts of the people have grown hard. Why do you think we're being pushed and pushed and pushed? Think about it. Not from the darkness side, but from the light side. Why are we being pushed? We're being pushed. So we will be humble. So that our hearts may be open. Don't know about you, but I've read my scriptures lately, unlike I've read them before. Things have new meaning to me this week and last week. I was just looking over something that I wrote and that I plagiarized from Martin Luther King when we went to Birmingham. And I made everybody who went sign it. And it is Martin Luther King's non pledge of nonviolence. I want you to listen to these words now, perhaps in a different way. He wrote one, as you prepare to march, meditate on the lives, the life and teachings of Jesus. Uh, he was just a preacher. He was a Jesus freak. What, what does he mean by meditate on the life and the teachings of Jesus? Jesus was all about peace. 
Anybody who doesn't like Jesus doesn't understand Jesus. You may not like Jesus supporters. I'm with you on some of that. But anybody who doesn't like Jesus doesn't think like that guy was amazing. Doesn't know Jesus. He was all about peace. At his cost. Two, remember the nonviolent movement seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. What? I want to win. No, because winning implies there is a loser. This is what the problem is right now. Joe Biden won. Everyone who voted for him, you're wrong. You're worthless. That's not victory. That's a win. We, we don't want to win. We don't want to run across and go, victory, it was us the whole time. Three, walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. Wow, is that one hard? Pray daily to be used by God that all men and women might be free. Sacrifice personal wishes that all might be free. Observe with friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Perform regular service for others and the world. Refrain from violence of fist, tongue, and heart. Just contemplate. I understand violence of fist. I even understand violence of tongue. Violence of heart? Strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health. Ten, follow the directions of the movement leaders and of the captains on the demonstrations. People will say nonviolent resistance is a method of cowards. It is not. It takes more courage to stand there when people are threatening you. It is more because you're not necessarily the one who's going to win. You may lose. But you are standing up with courage for the ideas that you espouse. And the minute you engage in the kind of activity that the other side is engaging in, you discredit the movement. You discredit Everything we believe in. I don't want to shut people up. I want a rule of law. I want the people who did that to the Capitol last week, if they were involved in beating a police officer to death, or if they were defacing the Capitol, storming the Capitol, or going in trying to arrest people, I want them arrested. I want them to go have a free and fair trial and if the jury says go to jail they go to jail i think that they deserve it but i'm not the judge and jury but i also think everyone who is involved in all of the mayhem from the summer should have gone to jail too i want equal justice not social justice there is a huge difference And you are seeing the difference right now. Social justice will silence some. Social justice will compel the president-elect to give a speech this week that he gave 
where I will make sure that those who had to close their business or lost their job, if they're any color but white, we will help them. Now, he didn't say it that way. He said, we'll help the minorities, we'll help women. He specifically let off white men. That's an act of omission, not commission, a sin of omission. I can't imagine what the world will say about me, if anything. I doubt I'm even a footnote in history. I have no idea what they'll say. But I learned after getting my first real death threats, I don't care what the world says about me. I care about what God says about me, and I care about what my children say about me. And let them say of me, I was one who believed in the sharing of the blessings that I have received. Those blessings include freedom. And I pray that in my heart, I will know when my days are through. That I can clearly say, America, I gave my best to you. Let me talk a little bit about uh, AMAC. Uh, there are two battles going on. One is political and one is spiritual. And the political battle is being fought by some really good groups that are not going to get you into trouble. They're not going to get you into, hey, let's march on the Capitol with a gun. Bad idea. The political fight needs to be fought strategically and in a way you can win. And one group you can count on to help organize that is AMAC. It's like AARP, except it's not like AARP. Um, AMAC actually does the things that you need to ease the pain and cost of your life, but also they stand for the values, the constitutional conservative values that we all want to preserve. They represent courage and faith and reason. They stand for solid uh, solvency in a time when we are just, we're just going to start printing money, border security, sovereignty, they believe in the sanctity of life, and they have a full-time presence in Washington, and numbers don't talk, they scream. They need you to join and stand with them. I'm a member of AMAC. They'll fight the good fight. Become a member today. Join me and millions of others. The benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Right now, AMAC, A-M-A-C dot us slash back that's amac dot us slash back tonight on glenn tv with biden's inauguration just around the corner who will really be running america glenn cracks open the secrets of biden's cabinet nominees to reveal their corruption their crony capitalism and their marching orders to execute the great reset watch glenn expose biden's cabinet secrets Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. We're just talking about the 
craziness that is happening in Washington. The president is eight days away from leaving office and they are trying to impeach him. He will be now the only president to be impeached twice by Congress. Whether he's removed or not, I don't know. You can't make a common sense pragmatist kind of argument for he has eight days left. You don't like what he did. You can censure him. That's that's part of the rules. That used to be a really bad thing. Now it's just kill him. What's really bothersome about this is the FBI uh, and all kinds of experts have all said this will only make tensions higher. This will only make things much worse. You are eight days away. What are you doing? Eight days away. I mean, if he barricaded himself in the Oval Office, I would be all for the National Guard or the, you know, military going in to remove him. He's not going to do that. This is about making sure he could never run again. This is what banana republics do. And you don't have to like what he did, but you also don't have to like what Liz Cheney is saying. But let's not remove her from office either. Let's not try to destroy her life either liz cheney has never been a fan of donald trump this does not surprise it's like mitt romney coming out again he's going to vote for impeachment (laughs) shut up really i mean of course of course i pray for the president uh and i pray for the incoming president um that everyone does the right thing and stops thinking about themselves and and what they want to accomplish instead do what's right for the republic do what's right for our union i don't know how we unite i really don't if you're talking about re-education camps for my kids because i supported trump if you're talking about driving people out of the marketplace because they supported Trump. I, I can't unite with you. I wouldn't unite with you if, if you were saying that, you know, anybody who supported Joe Biden needs to be drummed out. No. No. That's fascism. And I'll stand against that. I'm not Antifa, but I am anti-fascist. I'm anti-totalitarian. I'm anti-communist. Ask the Antifa group if they're anti-communist. Ah. You know, who started the Reichstag fire were the anti-fascists. The ones who Antifa came out of. They were also pro-communist. That's why they were against the fascists. Ask them, are you pro-communism, pro-totalitarianism, or are you for the Bill of Rights as it stands? You'll know quickly. Well, you know them through their actions. This is the Glenn Beck Program.